Wow, man, just wow. Uh, we are seeing uh, unexpected but satisfyingly pleasing matchup. Um, and that matchup is Tulsi Gabbard, presidential nominee for the 2020 election, and Hillary Clinton, presidential Democratic nominee for the 2016 election. And yeah, this is some spicy material, man. Basically, Hillary Clinton came out and said, that Tulsi Gabbard is basically a Russian asset. And after she said that, Tulsi had her own words. But um, I'm going to try to get through this quick because I do not want to talk about this for 30 whole minutes. But we have to talk about this. So let's get right into it. To be completely honest, I did not expect this coming, Uh, but, you know, you guys know I'm never afraid to shy away from my opinion, but what really, really baffles me about this whole situation, and I really perverts me the most, is the fact that Hillary Clinton is still going around talking and telling people that, you know, the bulk of the reason why she lost the 2016 election was because of Russian interference. And it's just like, how egotistical do you have to be to be that in denial? (laughs) Like, it's just like, I mean, even John McCain (laughs) was like, okay, well, I kind of understood why I lost against Obama. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like nobody else did like this rigging thing. And it's like, and it's crazy because you, you, what people first have to understand is that, yes, Russia has been interfering in our elections, but one, they have been interfering for our elections for over decades now, (laughs) and they've interfered in elections where Democrat and Republican presidents have won. Uh, And we also have to remember why they interfere in our elections. Well, we do interfere in foreign elections as well. You know, we are responsible for regime change wars as well. So... With when when understanding that before we try to act all principle and you know condemn Russia, which we should because I don't feel like you know it's at the end of the day it's not right to interfere for a country to interfere in a foreign uh, government just to sow disruption for that for that country's self interest. No, I do not believe that. I, I so but the thing is, if I'm if we're gonna get on Russia, we have to get on the United States. But the, the, these are all besides the point. Um, it's, just, it's just so crazy to me that Hillary Clinton is still in denial about the fact that, you know, the bulk of the reason why she lost had to do with her. <laughs> the fact that she couldn't court not only independent voters who are Trump voters, but she couldn't even court leftists. So, but let's just get right into what she was uh, saying, what she was talking about, man, because it, it is a mouthful. Um, she was basically being interviewed and like the person was just saying, like, do you fear that Russian, Russia, uh, Russian intelligence forces are basically trying to hack this election as well? And she says, yes, I do feel like they're trying to hack this election as well. They're also going to do third party again. 
I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got an eye on someone who's currently in the Democratic primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. She's the favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her so far. And that's assuming that Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not because she is also a Russian asset. Yes, she's a Russian asset. I mean, totally. So, basically what Hillary Clinton said there is that, yeah, Russia is not only, you know, hacking to, uh, or buying to hack into this election and interfere in this election, but they're going after third parties again. And for people who don't know, I'm sure you guys know, uh, she's talking about this narrative that, you know, uh, this this false narrative that was going around by corporate Democrats basically saying that um, Jill Stein was a Russian asset. She um, was basically just a Russian pawn and a tool. And, you know, third party voters are basically the voters who ruined the election for Hillary Clinton, basically. Um, basically, if there were, if, if third-party voters voted for Hillary Clinton, she would have won the election. Okay, one, Jill Stein got 1% of the vote. But if you look at the intricacies, yes, if Hillary Clinton ran a great campaign, yes, you're absolutely right. She could have won. But it, it has nothing to do with, you know, Jill, Dr. Jill Stein being this puppet for Russian for the Russian government. That's absolutely dotsis and absolutely false and has not been proven by anybody. <laughs> has not been proven by anybody. They just say that because that when Russia was interfering, that they would have a lot of Green Party or Jill Stein Russian bots um, on, you know, these social media accounts who have uh, spread vile propaganda. But when we're talking about Russian interference... Understanding the past when Russia used to interfere in our elections, let's say when they interfered in, you know, the Nixon and the Reagan elections uh, during the Soviet Union, uh, they 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 wouldn't specifically be one sided. No, that's not how Russia interferes. They're smart with it. They, they, they have bots that attack people that attack targets our voters across the spectrum. Because what what Russia essentially wants to do, Russia isn't isn't trying to propel or, or prop up a certain candidate. No, Russia just wants to show division in the United States. So you know when it came to you know back in the day, you know not only Russians would you know pervert the ideology and the thought of revolutionary Black Panther supporters, but they would also do it with racist Republicans. <laughs> so, you know, it's the same thing as of now. So to just say that all third party voters were pawns for, you know, a, a, a Russian government. No, nah, come on, man. If Hillary literally could have courted independent and leftist voters, which was her fault, she could have won the election. And then they just go on and she just goes on to say that you know, that they think that she's grooming her to be this, you know, Russian asset. And now they were talking about Tulsi Gabbard. And like when I first read this, it was like, well, Tulsi's name not in it. So maybe it's just like, you know, pub and hype. Well, no, uh, one of Hillary Clinton's spokespersons actually came out and said, you know, verbatim that that she was talking about Tulsi Gabbard. And so 
I, I, I just don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. Uh, but it's sick and twisted and egotistical to still be that in denial about so much stuff. But, of course, Tulsi didn't let up. And so I, I, I want you guys to hear what Tulsi said about the matter and, you know, how she felt about Clinton dragging her and basically calling her and her supporters a bunch of Russian pawns. Um, Tosi was basically saying, uh, and she said it, she responded in a Twitter post. She said, great. Thank you, Hillary Clinton. You are the queen of warmongers, the embodiment of corruption and the personification (laughs) of the rot (laughs) that has sickened the Democratic Party for so long. Have finally came out behind the curtain from the day I announced my candidacy. There has been a concerted effort. A concerted campaign to destroy my reputation. We wondered who was behind it and why. Now we know it was always you through your proxies and powerful allies in the corporate media and the war machine, afraid of the threat I pose. It's now clear that this primary is between you and me. Don't quietly, hi- don't cowardly hide behind your proxies. Join the race directly. And before I hop on Tosi Gabbard you know, and, and and start riding her coattail, I will have to say, that last line, honey, no. It's now clear that this primary is between you and me. Don't cowardly hide behind your proxies. Join the race directly. No. You know, don't invite her to join the race. But, I mean, it it, it was a cool call. It was a, I mean, it, it, it does sound very badass, but it does sound a bit ego, you know, centric of you. So, calm down on that last part. But, can we just go back when she said great thank you hillary clinton you the queen of warmongers the embodiment of corruption and the personification (laughs) the personification of the rot that has sickened the democratic party for so long have finally come out behind the curtain man how she started that was just so eloquently and just she really eviscerated her she really did um now what is she like really talking about um just a brief backstory for anybody who doesn't know but um basically there has been an effort to smear Tulsi Gabbard since 2016 (laughs) It, it, it didn't start when she started running for president no since 2016, there's been an effort to smear the name of Tulsi Gabbard. Um, and if you guys don't know, basically what happened. Well, you guys do know this part. You guys do know at this point, it's, un, it's, it's, it's basically a, a unilateral truth. <laughs> uh, uncontroversial uh, to understand that Hillary Clinton, along with the DNC corporates and the, D, the, uh, the Democratic establishment like um, uh, Debbie Schultz, um, it's known and uncontroversial that they basically rigged the election for Hillary over Sanders. And so Tulsi Gabbard caught wind of this because, let me back up a little bit, while Debbie Schultz, the DNC chair, was DNC chair, um, Tulsi Gabbard was vice chair of the DNC. And uh, the, at this point, Tulsi was, had uh, the trajectory 
of like the next person who's running for president because they basically wanted to prop Tulsi Gabbard in this position to be like the next vice president or the next big democratic figure, the next Obama essentially. And so, but what happened was that Tulsi Gabbard caught wind of how the DNC was rigging the election and for Hillary Clinton. And then she was like, oh, nah, bro. She outed them and said, no, y'all are rigging the election for Hillary Clinton. Outed them and said, I resigned as DNC chair. And then when she resigned as DNC chair, she supported Bernie Sanders, which was, for me was the start of everything saying like, okay, this woman is principled. This woman is principled, 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 principled. So ever since then, there has really been a, a, an effort to smear Tulsi Gabbard's name. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard uh, made a bad decision in 2017 when she decided to meet with uh, al-Assad, um, the dictator of Syria. Um, she met without congressional approval and, you know, uh, that's when the Hillary, that's when the Clinton media, <laughs> Trump likes to call it, the Clinton media, <laughs> uh, hounced on Tulsi Gabbard and ever since, it was it, she's just been smeared by a plethora of news sites the New York Times and like my thing is 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 just people don't under for people who don't understand the gravity of the corruption that the Clintons really are the gravity in which the Clintons really rigged the primary I wanted to read this uh article from the New York Post um and it starts off, uh, Donna Brazil, former interim chair of the Democratic National Committee, said Hillary Clinton gained control of political party before she won the presidential nomination in an effort to squeeze out Bernie Sanders. Donna Brazil, the, the former interim chair of the DNC committee, committee, the former chair of the DNC said that Hillary Clinton gained control of political party before she even got the presidential nomination. So how did she do this? Um, Brazil said she eventually discovered that Clinton had entered into a secret agreement with the Hillary Victory Fund, Hillary for America, and the cash-strapped DNC that in, in exchange for raising funds, Clinton would control the party's finances, strategy, and all the money it raised. This was in 2016. The deal also gave her campaign the right of refusal over who would be the party's communications director and final say on all other stuff. Let me break that down because they don't really break that down how I wanted to. The deal also gave her campaign right of refusal over who would be the party's communications director and a final say on all other staff. She literally had control over the whole DNC before the presidential nomination and she would she would under she would already know debate questions before she hit the stage this is what this is talking about she would not only know that but she would be in cahoots with liberal media sites or so say liberal media sites and have them purposely bash Bernie Sanders the DNC was also required to consult with the campaign about all other staffing, budgeting, data, analytics, and mailings. So she was in control of polling. <laughs> she is in control of finance. All of this stuff. 
And so what I like about Brazil, because she ended up uh, talking to Sanders, um, she said, I told Bernie I had found Hillary's joint fundraising agreement. I explained that the cancer was that she had exerted this control over the party long before she became its nominee. She said about the September 2016 phone call. Had I known this, I never would have accepted the interim chair position. But we were on the only uh, we were only with on, but we were only weeks before the election. She said the independent from Vermont took the news uh, bad. <laughs> when he hung up uh, the call to Bernie, I started when I hung up the call to Bernie, I started to cry, not out of gift, but out of anger. We would go for we would go for it. We had to, she said. Brazil had taken over running the DNC in July after Debbie Soltz had been ousted as chairman when the link emails showed that party officials were conspiring to defeat Sanders. So, first of all, just a side point. The fact that Sanders is still giving a Democratic establishment a chance after they literally rigged the election against him and, and for people to act like the Democratic establishment isn't still trying to do that. But that just shows how good, a good, good of a person Bernie is. And the fact that, you know, he's really using the Democratic establishment to uphold his populist message. And, you know, the Democratic establishment doesn't like that. So, but we could talk about how electable Bernie is another day. But, again, just reinforcing on the point of third-party voters are the ones who rigged the election. Well, if we're talking about anybody rigging anything, Hillary Clinton rigged the primaries. And, like, for me, it's like, what I honestly want to ask Hillary's, Hillary supporters, our HRC, our Clinton supporters, what I want to ask you guys is, if, if, can we really be so much on Russia? Is it the principal thing? Because, first of all, I can, because I'm not a Clinton supporter. Now, I did, uh, I am a Sanders-Clinton supporter, meaning that uh, even though my original choice was Bernie Sanders and I did vote for Hillary Clinton, I have never... I, I've never in my life <laughs> put uh, Clinton over another Democrat. Never in my life. In the OAL elections when I was five, <laughs> not five, but when in the OAL elections when I was in the fifth to sixth grade, I still put Obama over Clinton. So it's like I never put Clinton over any other Democrat. But I did vote for her against the monstrosity that is Trump. But my thing is you can't expect everybody to say that. Because me voting for Hillary Clinton as a progressive who wants a single-payer health care system, as a progressive who wants a system that focus so, uh, focus, focuses more on social justice, uh, uh, a system of non-interventionism, a system of uh, environmentalism, uh, as a progressive, Jill Stein had a better platform. <laughs> you know, Jill Stein had the platform. It's, so it's just, you know, what is Bernie's most popular proposer, pr- proposal? Medicare for all. What did Jill Stein advocate for? Single-payer health care insurance. So for th- th- this idea uh, that all third-party voters are people who didn't vote for Hillary, basically this idea of people who didn't vote for Hillary Clinton were tricked by Russian propaganda is absolutely daltish and egotistical for any Clinton supporter to say because they're not using any real deductions to come up with that answer. 
because all empirical evidence says otherwise and all empirical evidence says that it doesn't it didn't really matter because she still won the popular with the pop three million more votes with the popular vote so she still won the popular vote so if we if anybody rigged hillary clinton we could say it was the electoral college and the fact that the electoral college still exists that's why hillary clinton isn't president we could say that and and i'll stand on that point i'll i'll, I'll stand on that point to the day that I die. But what I'm not going to say is all this other extra arbitrary shit that doesn't really have any really empirical or statistical statistical evidence behind it. It's rudimentary. It's, it, it, it's the, these, these elementary arguments. These, well, uh, you know, they should have voted for Hillary Clinton. You shouldn't have been uh, mad about uh, Bernie not getting the nom. You got to understand, like, Bernie was a progressive. So if progressive goes to vote for another progressive over a Democratic centrist, you can't be mad at that. You know, Democratic tribalists need to stop acting like progressive, like we're kin. Like, people got to understand, progressives have a faction in the Democratic Party, yes. But if a president is elected as a centrist, those progressives are not going to feel inclined to always vote with tact and go with that centrist. Actually, a lot of progressive are, progressives are pissed off at the idea of this incrementalism, this idea of, well, I'm going to vote Democrat because, you know, it's better in the long run for tact. Because this bullshit incrementalism just ends up setting us back even further. Obama spent his whole campaign, his whole election, his whole presidency, his whole freaking presidency appealing to Democratic and Republican voters. And what has that got him? Oh, nothing. That got him a presidency with no House and no Senate. That's what it got him. But to, to say that this, 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 uh, man, no, bro. I'm, I'm not even going to get into it because it's like that. I don't want to get into the argument of what's more electable or progressive or centrist. That's not what this episode is about. This episode is just really supposed to be about how in denial Hillary Clinton is and how Tulsi really pawns back on her. Now, when we're weighing both of their accusations, um, and this is going to be the end because it's already over 20 minutes and I promised that it wouldn't be this long. But when we talk about both of their accusations towards each other um, with Hillary Clinton saying that, you know, Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset. Like I told you guys, no, Tulsi Gabbard isn't a Russian asset. Um, and there's just no proof of that. Um, now, and then and, and again, if you have and then I hate what, what people do is they say. They say, well, she is a Russian asset because there's all these Russian bots on Twitter and social media, you know, praising her. So, <laughs> again, Russians do that to sow division, bro. There's, there's Russians praising, there's Russian bot accounts praising Trump. <laughs> so it's just like they, they, they do that to purposely sow division. So, and, 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 and just know that it's a fallacy 
that that whole exchange is a fallacy to to use that as a premise to why she is a Russian puppet. Uh, but because a Rus- a Russian bot uh, uh, is is propping her up. No, they just want to show division, bro. They give a fuck about Tosi Capra, <laughs> really, <laughs> honestly. Um, so no, she's not a Russian asset. But if we talk about Tosi's accusation towards Hillary, is Hillary Clinton a warmonger? Well, look, man, all I'm going to say is that she did push for us to go to Syria illegally <laughs> under international law and U.S. law. Um, there was a point in time where she advocated for torture. She was right behind everybody else when it came to the Iraq war. You know, uh, people, corporate and centrist Democrats love to say they were tricked, <laughs> but, you know, uh, they weren't. Uh, they, 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 they did it because of the consensus was high and people like Bill Crystal, John Bolton, all these people were warmongering and, and, and Clinton was, the Clintons were right along with them. So is she a warmonger? I mean, the proof's in the pudding. She is. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about this uh, funny situation because um, at this point, I mean, uh, I love Tosi uh, out of like, and I'll, I'll prefer Tosi over Hillary any day, and I and I love Tosi. But I mean, there's honestly some stuff Tosi has been doing that's been kind of out of pocket, like uh, the meeting with Modi. I didn't really uh, vibe that. Uh, I don't. I didn't really like how she's been waffling on Medicare for all, considering she was one of the first fucking people to co-sponsor it. But uh, I still love her. I still love her non-interventionist uh, platform. And I still feel like she's a principled uh, human being. And I respect her service. And, you know, just, you know, for, you know, Hillary Clinton to be so quick to send soldiers to war, right? She's so quick at, at you know, people like that are so quick to send soldiers to, uh, you know, gatekeep peace in foreign nations, right? But, you know... When it comes to when soldiers want to speak up <laughs> about, you know, the terror that they saw and, you know, how they don't want to have any other young soldiers go through what they've gone through. Then, no, these soldiers are Russian assets and these soldiers are just need are, these soldiers are essentially just Russian puppets and we need them to shut the fuck up. That's basically what Hillary Clinton said. And, you know, to attack leftism. It shows Clinton supporters aren't really left. <laughs> Clinton supporters are not left. They're not. But um, if you guys have any questions, suggestions uh, about any episode, let me know. And hey, man, I would. As far as foreign, as far as non-intervention goes, I know a lot of uh, Democrats, you know, been side eyeing me for that. Um, it, it's a conversation that we gotta have. You know, essentially, we have to have this conversation. And I just feel like when we have this conversation, uh, the more just way to look at things is uh, for the Democrats to have a non-intervention foreign policy that just focuses strictly on diplomacy and not, you know, sending soldiers anywhere or bombing other nations. You know, we we shouldn't do that. We're better than that. Um, But I would love to have that debate with any leftist at any point. At any time, any party from the Democratic Party, I would love to have that. Um, 
engagement because, you know, we have to have the conversation eventually. But follow us on E2 The Podcast at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's at E2 The Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And again, any questions or suggestions for episodes, please uh, let me know. And even if you want to be on an episode to debate me on things like uh, non-interventionism and uh, our foreign intervention, our, you know, Medicare for all example, if you just want to debate me on specific specific topics, uh, just hit me up. Um, but thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, and I took more <laughs> more time than I asked of you. So you guys have a great day and peace out.